everybody. Welcome to the Faith and Fandom podcast on Love Thy Nerd. Uh, this podcast is now part of the Love Thy Nerd podcast network, and you can check it out with at, over at lovethynerd.com slash faith and fandom. There's also lots of other cool podcasts on your network, but we're excited to be here today. I'm Hector Mirai, and I have with me the one and the only Richard Cutright, the Cutright, the original Kid Cuddy. Um so man, uh, tell me, tell me how your world's been, dude. Yo, you know my world has been round or flat, depending on who you talk to. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But yeah, man, it's, it's it's been good. You know, just wife good, family good, food good, God good. Well, let's reverse that order in the, in the opposite order: God good, food good, wife good, family. Good. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, but it's you know, it's just all good, man. Just music, you know. Uh, started doing. With the raps a little, you know what I mean, media type stuff, you know, different projects down in the tunnel, doing video stuff, you know, just trying to get all my arms out there. So for people that don't know you, how long have you been in the hip hop, Christian rap, CCH world? And how'd you get started and stuff? Ooh, bro, you put me on what you put out there. You putting out there. Out there. Out you know there. what I mean? I mean are you carbon dating me right now, bro? You bro, I'm, I'm 42, man. What's up? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So recently, so um, I started doing uh, Christian Hip Hop probably around 2007, 2008. Um, uh, I went with my brother at Glasses uh, and B-Means. We actually, I'm um, saying, I was uh, just trying to do the, do the secular hip hop dream. And, you know, I really felt um, convicted because I know that our talents and our gifts are God-given. You know what I'm saying? So if somebody gave you an Xbox 360, would you use it? You know what I'm saying? To hold the, the what? An Xbox, it's in the X, a PS5. Maybe in 2024. Somebody gave you a PS5, you wouldn't use it to hold up near your car. You know what I'm saying? If you were changing your tire, or you wouldn't use it as like a toilet paper holder. You know what I'm saying? So you wouldn't use it uh, in a way that would like diminish the gift or break the heart of the one who gave it to you. you know what I mean, you would use it in a way that would bring joy to him while you can still enjoy it yourself. You know what I'm saying? So just, that in mind, we just started making you know, hip-hop for the Lord. And from there, uh, we met up with one of my brothers uh, said from Camp 55. We started meeting other like-minded brothers. And we formed the Justice League, the CHH, Wu-Tang, the Christian hip-hop out of Charlotte, North Carolina. Started over 35 brothers and sisters, all different denominations, races. Whoa, for real, 35? Yeah, bro. We was yeah, bro. We was deep, bro. We was out here like him that's two tanks. Yeah, bro. We was we was Wu Tang, the Killer Bees. We was everybody's all up in here, bro. I'm saying, and we would just you know we just get together, hit the block, do prison ministry, do concerts, do all of this, and building and you know everybody as life happened. People got married, people moved, got promotions, all kind of stuff. Everybody started moving away. We took it down at about twelve. Uh, and then, you know, recently, it's, you know, some brothers, you know, life happened to get some people grandparents and all kinds of stuff, running businesses. And the Lord is growing them in different uh, ministries, like my bro, uh, Manny, uh, to Fresh, uh, he and his wife with Hope Vibes, you know what I'm saying? Doing amazing work, serving our homeless neighbors. Oh, that's that's yeah, 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 I'm saying, but my bro, a DJs out there with Taste Buzz Popcorn and Concord, all over the news, doing all kind of celebrity events and other ministry stuff that they doing. You know, glasses, DJ, everybody doing something different. You know what I'm saying? But we're still branching together whenever. You know, when that little when the bat signal go in the air, you know what I mean. But I'm always I'm always on the on the cliff in the in the rain all the time. You know what I mean? So does and and it's no negative towards him, but like. Do you feel like when life happens and people kind of dip out of it, 
do you do you and sometimes feel like okay were they le- they were less committed? Well, nah, man. So I try to be understanding because life life is life, you know. Um, so some brothers, you know, put a lot of finances in there. Some brothers have like a lot of kids, or they have kids, and their finances change. And then like I can't dedicate the time. I rather invest, you know, my investment on return into my daughter, into my son. I'm saying is how I'm ministering now. You know what I'm saying? I'm making. A, I could make music to rock stages and try to, you know, uh, say cause people. You know what I mean? To to walk in this walk. But I'd rather do so by playing with the seed that I have in front of me right now. So I mean, I'm, I, I never, I never take shade. I just keep, you know, keep moving. And whenever they get, yo, son, you still, yo, let me jump back on. I right, come back on. I mean, let's stop. Whatever. It's all love. Whatever. You know what I'm saying? I, I personally, because of the person that I am, I'm a relationship person. When we have a relationship, even if I don't see you for. 10, 15 years, and we ain't doing music together, we ain't talk. The moment I see you, is we picking up from where we left off. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I try to be quick to forgive and quick to understand. And then that be made something that you have to grow through or grow with in that season that you're able to, to, to come and bless somebody over something else. So I'm always ready, you know what I'm saying? I got brothers right now that I'm, I'm cool with today who did me wrong mad crazy times, you know what I mean? And I still, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> talk about it, chop it up. And I'll still be able, you know what I'm saying, to help them out. Of course, you know, we like limits and boundaries and other stuff like that. But I'm still so willing to help them out, to help them pursue uh, whatever they feel like they call it is, give tips, help with beats, write whatever. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not about me at the end result. It's about the forward in the kingdom. You know what I mean? Yeah. If so, the Just His League started 2007-ish, right? Is that right? So uh, so we started forming. It wasn't officially until 2000. And uh, 2010, okay, first like, official because we all did three. We all were like doing different ministries and all different events. We were just always seeing each other. And before that, several times before in Charlotte, they would try to do you know link ups and Chris. Oh, we gonna take over the city. We gonna now our heart wasn't to take over the city. Our heart was like, yo, you know, let's grow together. Let's grow this thing. Let's be the church for the church. You know what I mean? It's different races, different denominations, different genders. I mean, out here, just, you know, men and women of God, just rocking their thing, being themselves authentically. You know what I mean? Understanding one another. You know what I'm saying? So you sprinkle, you dip, you speak in tongues, you quiet, whatever. Let's, let's go ahead and, and get in there for the Lord. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, and that's it. You know what I'm saying? So that's where it was, man, bro. So if you, like, let's say if 2024, because you know comics rebooting all the time. Like, there's always a new group of everything. If you were to start the Just His League over from scratch, just you, you being Batman or whoever, like, if you were to start from scratch today. I'm just damn, I dare you. Apologies. If you were to start the Just His League today with Younger, older, whoever, sky's the limit. Who would you want in? The same brothers I got right now. That's what. The same brothers I got right now, man. You know what I'm saying? Because so in the scene, what I see in in the scene as it's grown, you know, it's really become about the platform for us. Like, so we were doing this thing for free for like mad long because it wasn't about actually making money from it. It's really just about the mission and the ministry. And if people made money, that was cool. You know what I'm saying? But we really were truly, um, it's about the mission, man. It's, uh, you know, the gospel is freely given. 
what I'm saying? So we freely gave it. You know what I'm saying? As we started doing tours and having merch and everything else, and then, you know, talking to the bros, and like, hey, listen, we want to find these things and let's try to, you know, start doing these things. It wasn't until Chicken and Dumplings, but that was 2016. Yes. You know what I'm saying? That we actually started, that was our first album that we tried for. And that was me and the bro Ike. We spent mad money on that joint. That was, a, mm-hmm. that was, that's still on my top. Like, that, that one had some bangers. Um, Everybody like you within what you talked about within the Justice League has a different style, you know, flow and everything else. You personally, if you were to say that you had somebody that your style was similar to out of all of hip hop, is there anybody that you would say has a similar flow, similar tone to what you put out? I don't know, because so for me, like, because I'm an artist, like I would truly Okay, so I struggle with putting music out because I'm very adaptable. I write with what I feel. So sometimes I may feel a crazy record and I'm spazzing them out, sound like bone crushing, and sometimes I'm more here with the double time, like Andy Minio Twister type, you know what I mean? Kendrick Lamar type of flow. Sometimes I'm super introspective, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes I'm deep, sometimes I'm just expressing and spilling out my heart, like all in my head, you know what I mean? That was me writing about the time and in 2000 and uh, what's it, in 2020, man, when I was having thoughts of suicide, you know what I'm saying? And just that, just transitioning that, and the, the anger that I felt just crying out to God, not the anger, but you know what I'm saying? Just like the feeling of emotional intensity. So I don't really feel like I'm like nobody, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm me. You know? The only thing I've, I've heard in the past when I was starting because I didn't like my voice. I would rap a lot, like hard, like bone crushing. Like, it's crushing bone crushing right there. I'm like, what, never scared? Like, you know what I mean? I didn't know who was up here. I was out there. I mean, and I'm a big dude too. So I'm like, but y'all just saying that look back, bro. You know what I'm saying? Y'all bone crusher. Cause I'm, I'm big crusher. I mean, I'm, I'm bone crusher. I'm bone crusher. I'm bone crusher. You know what I mean? There, there's some times, like, uh, in some of your stuff, comparatively, that I'll get a killer mic vibe. Alright. Especially like, you know, around outcast times, like a uh, whole world and such. Um, but, you know, I was just curious if you had anybody that you saw yourself as. Yeah, um, so, so I'm going to say this. And I, I, the, when I first started rapping, a lot of people don't know this. And I had a stutter all the way up until I was 12. And I stopped stuttering the day. Then I stopped freestyling. I grew up, I grew up in church. I wasn't really allowed to listen to rap by the time I got to North Carolina in, in 95, 96. I only heard like six or seven hit rap songs. That's it. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, Walk This Way, Mama Said Knock You Out, uh, Cream, because that was what I'm saying. We had a sneak to listen to a uh, video YouTube box all y'all didn't You know what I'm saying? Um, and it was just, what's the other, um, Man, I, I forgot, man. It's it's just outside. I was really, you know what I'm saying, in the church. It might be evil or whatever, you know what I'm saying? So then the fact that um that must have taught me, bro. I mean, they used to call me machine gun now. I was made fun of all the time, you know what I mean? And but the moment that I was I had my mom bought me my first three hip hop projects. Uh, it was on cassette tape at Walmart, the clean bird, you know what I mean? So to this day, I know these three albums by heart, all with the edits, you know what I mean? DMX is dark as hell is hot, uh, dark as hell is hot, big pun, capital punishment, and cannot bust, uh, cannabis cannot bust. 
But them three joints, I know top to bottom with all the edits. You want to That's right. And all the, you know what I'm saying? When I hear the cuss words, I feel weird. You know what I'm saying? But for me, I just start walking one day and I start freestyling and I started laughing. And I've just been able to, you know what I'm saying? Ever since then, bro, just rapping. So um, because of that, like, I've been able to uh, adopt my style to whoever I hear. Um, and I was just telling myself with the writing style, see how to count bars. Nobody told me how to count bars. I listened to, to the count when Jada Kiss was spitting. You know what I'm saying? Or listen to how big voting is and how old it I want that face, no matter what. I mean, if I don't have that feeling, you ain't gonna have that feeling. So I want that, you know. And um, that's kind of what pushing the rap the way that I rap, regardless of the style or beat or record that I'm doing. I want you to be a feel something. You know what I mean? With your with music now, like you talk about, everybody else got responsibilities, life happens, stuff like that, family and all that jazz. Um, you still like you still have to keep a day job too, right? Um, how hard is it to still see yourself fully as an artist when you got to do like day job stuff during the day? I mean, so for me, thank God, you know, I, I work from home and my wife is a nurse and so she work at night. So it's like soon as the, as the night go down, it's like, you know how uh, back in the day when Gogo used to come on, it worked you break out the stones, you make the white beat, the sun go down, sun go up. You know what I mean? So, um, but most of the time, yeah, that's what it is. For, I, for me, it's about the drive to do so. So writing is easy, bro. I can write a song about anything, anytime, whatever. But because, like I said, my struggles with my voice and finding my voice and really, like when I, when I first write a song, I, if I don't record it right then, it'll take two, three hours. Me to refine the energy and refine the reflection that I like and all that stuff to record. So sometimes um, the thing that takes long for me to make music is the fact that I'm trying to find the energy when I first wrote the record and I write a lot of records. You know what I mean? I got a lot of stuff. You know what I mean? And it would be balanced like, what do I release? What do they want to hear from me? What should I release? And then the, the longevity of trying to, you know, record it. That's the, that's the battle right here. If like, did you do you still have any goals of like, you know, I know you this wasn't ever about money and this wasn't ever about, you know, a platform of finances or anything like that. But do you have any like, like tier or financial goals for this as uh, as a ministry that provides for you or anything? Or are you just so look, so I just dropped um, a project called Trophy Season on the straight, strictly like sick. It's clean, it's energetic, it's super hype, it's super lyrical. It's all record for sync placements, for TV placements, um, saying for video game stuff. I already got a song um, right now on the other lead, uh, AW video game fights I ever locked in there. That song back there with my man Equip, shout to Equip. You know what I'm saying? And also, I shout to my man Brinson. We did the theme song for Serena D. We'll uh, be back over of AW Lists on AW. So every day she come out every Saturday. That's my music coming out on a thing, you know what I'm saying? So getting royalties from that and things of that nature. Gonna make things that can help make possible income while still promoting the music and still being able to make the other music that, that I make. You know what I'm saying? Some some just only focus on on the same licensing because you know that's that's something that's really grand. Like, you know, the, the man that's going that joint for real, my guy will make a spark salute to the big bowl, make a sparks man, he's writing a hundred sync place uh, placing that records. 
for this year. That's his goal. I think he had like like thirty or forty last year. Picked up by the NFL and all this other stuff. You know what I'm saying? And here he's super duper dope nerdcore rapper too. And it's just um, that's kind of one of my roles to kind of get into that space. But to be honest, that's gonna take me being selfish with my time and a lot of a lot of it, man, because I'm I'm so like relationship oriented and I like I really enjoy doing things with people. You know what I'm saying? And, and helping elevate others. Um, it's sometimes it's hard. Like right now, I'm, I just dropped an album. I'm trying to do video for it, trying to push it. But at the same time, me and my boy Beanie and my boy Glasses, we're working on our, our first group project as third cousin, which is our old to little brother. You know what I mean? One of our favorite hip hop groups. That journey is super crazy. And that's coming out uh, in March. You know what I'm saying? March 15th, the date we're aiming for. So just trying to balance releasing this project that I'm pushing now, working on getting the mixes and the recordings and everything, organizing their schedules with mine and doing all this other stuff. But that comes up with video planning, trying to push my generation stations. And it's, a, it's, a, it's a whole bunch. I'm trying to find that balance. And if I was to really do what's needed to do, I would have to be selfish and I'd have to be okay with being selfish. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not like I'm being selfish and I'm cutting people off. If, if I, I'm the type of person where if, if I'm, if I'm being raised, I'm trying to take as many people as possible, trying to get as many opportunities as possible to whoever that I know or I can because I see the value in you. I've always seen the value in you. I mean, even you, you know what I'm saying? But like, you must be so valuable to the space, to the community, to my life, to the ministry. I mean, the fact that me and uh, me and Seth, uh, uh, I don't know if you know, but there's a new pastor that I, who came to a concert uh, that, that I did like two, two, two years ago uh, named Seth Austin. And he was like, yo, bro, you 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 went to Justice League? And I was like, yeah. He's like, yo, remember, you know, Hector Moran? I was like, yeah, Hector, bro. It's like, yeah, yo, Hector told me about you guys. So we got to move to y'all go. I'm like, what? Then two years later, Seth is now the youth pastor at that same church. You know what I'm saying? So I see him uh, every week. I'm kind of helping with the youth and stuff and all of that. But you poured into him and introduced him, I mean, and, uh, to, to the squad and the music and all of that. We need even help to, to do that. You know what I'm saying? So... Yeah. Everybody has value, man. I'm, I'm grateful for you, bro, and the platform you got. You just all that you do as a pastor, as an author, as a representative of the nerd community. You know what I'm saying? And big bro, big, big bro, being committee. Big bro, being boss. You're big bro, being boss. You got to be a big bro, being boss. You know what I'm saying? Here's what it is, bro. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, you, you have one of the things I've seen you do so often is like you find different creative ways to take your stuff in different places. Um, a while there, like, I think it was pre pandemic. Uh, was it you and, uh, Ike did realize anything's possible. The yeah. rap joint. So tell me about that. Yeah. So realizing anything possible, it was a, um, uh, the education based rap assembly that was built off, uh, you know, the two of the, I can do all things through Christ was sure for me. But we just made it, simplified it, realizing anything's possible. And, uh, you know, we took it to schools, had large, uh, what we had, projector screens, light smoke machines, speakers. It's basically like a room, like a reach record room with six concerts. It was giant, great. And we did uh, 750 schools in two and a half years across 43 different states. Hold up. In, Hold uh, on. 750 schools. Over 750 schools. Over 750 schools in two years. 43 states. Two and a half years, 43 states. Jeez. Bro, 
in a full costume. Full costume. Full costume. My man had his own custom Shazam costume. Got screen time, 10 minutes of screen time with Zachary Levi and performed for him and had a conversation with him. And I'm like, and I, listen, I was tagging, I was tagging him on him and the rock on Twitter. I was popping on Instagram. I was like, listen, my man's got a soundtrack for you. Um, and I'm gonna tell you this, your just your album was better than black Adam. Like if you, if you gave me the choice between watching black Adam or just listening to that album for the 80th time, would you that out? Bro. And I mean, I don't know what they were doing, bro, with the with the Black Adam. You know what I'm saying? And that was dope because even with the Zachary Levi joint, so it was a three minute experience, and just it turned into ten minutes. And he's like, yeah, he loved it, he loved it, he loved everything about it. People he were coming it. from behind the camera yeah. to come watch. <laughs> like, what video? Look at this. You know what I'm saying? It was, it was just real, it was real dope. You know what I'm saying? Real dope, man. Uh, and I, I still love, you know, I still love Shazam, OG Captain Marvel. You know what I mean? He's forever going to be OG Captain Marvel. You know I mean? I still love Shazam, you know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, that Black, Black Adam was Black Adam. Yeah. You see, that's the reason why I'm going to say pride come before the fall. I believe that DCEU could have survived if Black Adam just would have been in Shazam too. And they just could have did it. They got, you know what I mean? And, and if you didn't notice, uh, like in the original release dates, Shazam 2 was supposed to come before Black Adam, and then they swapped yep. it. Listen, all they had to do was have Black Adam show up and be part of the conflict, and That's both it. movies would have done better. And Zachary Levi blames Dwayne Johnson for that and some yep. other stuff. But realistically, man, like I feel like your uh, Marvel Us album is one of the most creative nerdcore gospel-based albums I've heard. And it's not just because you let me be on it for 30 seconds, but like... <laughs> um, but like seriously, I think that's such a quality project, and you know, I I think they missed an opportunity with it. But like, you just made some creative stuff. So that on that note, well, y'all by the way, check out the Marvel Us album. Check out all these chicken and dumplings, Marvel Us, all these projects. Win or trophy season. Um, be out by the time the am out here. Yeah. So check everything out. But um, so this not that you're gonna have to work this hard to make it happen. But if there was any other nerd property or movie video game anything if there was any other property that you were going to do a full theme album for what would it be yo so i'd have to say it would have to either be um fantastic four or it's fantastic four x-men or avengers the reason you know the whole themes of course with, with fantastic four is just working through family trauma. It was experienced shared trauma that they had, um, as well as just dealing with, with self-hate, her, you know what I mean, angst, anger, all this other issue, humility, all this, so many things in the in the, the family structure of uh, the Fantastic Four. And yet at the end, they always humble themselves to work together, you know what I mean, to get it done. Of course, um, the the X-Men, you know, uh, you know, hated and feared. You know, we already know what I'm saying. That drink, it's uh, so many dynamics that work there. The Avengers, simply because um, I always feel like just as, I always felt like this, you know, it's that the Avengers mostly always won because Captain America was at the front. And that Captain America wasn't at the front, his shield was at the front. 
So he didn't lead. He knew out of the whole team, he was the least capable we had. The Hulk, strongest ever. Iron Man, smart, super high tech. You know what I'm saying? Everybody, the best shot to everything. He had a super soldier. He got the human peak performance, but he led him with his shield. And I felt like, you know, it's just faith. He led with his faith. He had no no way to win none of the battles. So like, listen, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to charge in faith first. And everybody else followed behind him. They were greater than him. They were powerful than him. They were richer than him. They were smarter than him. But they trusted in his faith and stood behind him. And every time when he ran him in the victory, you know what I'm saying? Some kind of way. So, because he led by faith. So, that's a whole other journey, man. Fun, too. Like, uh, like, I don't know if you noticed, but uh, throughout the Avengers storyline, out of all the movies all together, the Avengers lose every time Hawkeye's not involved. Mm. Every time Hawkeye's involved, they win. You need a whole, you need a whole <laughs> team. You know what I'm saying? You need a whole body. Every part is important. Every part is important, right? Guy? Speaking of every part being important and needing the whole body, what does CHH need right now? CHH need to buy my Yo, um, I feel like, man... By the way, for, if y'all don't know, Christ, uh, CHH is Christian hip-hop. Yeah, Christian okay. hip-hop, gospel rap, you know what I mean? What's crazy is, so, and this is like sidebar not to be divisive, anything, but now there are believers who rap, who now say CHH is conservative hip-hop. So yeah, people who do conservative hip-hop, like Bryson James, you know, there's a Bryson Gray, Tyler James, with some brothers who are in the faith, but then most of their music are aimed at, you know, with conservative views and stuff. But they call that joints conservative hip hop. So it's just, it's, it's confusing. But CHH, the OG CHH, Christian hip hop is Christian hip hop. I mean, so um, what Christian hip hop needs, I feel like Christian hip hop needs to stop trying to focus on what Christian hip hop needs. It just, you know what I'm saying? Like, run run your race. You know what I'm saying? So every every Monday on Rapzilla's IG, if you nobody, Rapzilla is the number one Christian hip-hop website in the world. You know what I'm saying? Every Monday at 9 p.m., I do a show called Making the Cut, where all the where rappers, they're sending in their music, they're sending their songs, rappers, singers, you know, and I'm kind of critiquing it and say, okay, this is dope, send it to the site. You know, this is, this you need some work. You know what I mean? Try to advise them and you know to go hit up uh, some, for some help. But the important part is, I always say this, man, regardless of whichever side of the decision you're in, man, it's the music, it's for the kingdom, man. Somebody that's going to be edified by it. If it's not get to be played on Rapzilla, but you happen to give it to, to somebody out on the street, they happen to give it to somebody at, at, at work, you know what I'm saying, that may listen to it. Like, bro, listen, I gave my brother a CD before I left my job in 2014 uh, to try to go on, on tour and do some stuff. To this day, the brother hit me up and said, bro, I still listen to that CD. It's 10 years later. He still listens to that CD. He said, bro, every Sunday, I said I had to brand another copy because I scratched the original up, bro. But every Sunday, I'm listening to that CD. My question was, why didn't you put it on MP3 so you don't scratch it up? You know what I'm saying? But it's just, you know, you never know the mark that you're leaving. So I think that CHH needs to run their own race, man. Every part of their body is needed. If, 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 if everybody, if the whole Justice League, the JJLA was all Supermans, you just run up there with, a, with kryptonite bullets and shoot everybody. You know what I'm saying? That'd be it. You know, all Batmans, you just throw a mountain on them. Maybe, you know what I'm saying? Everybody is needed. Everybody has a part to play. Respect their part. You know what I mean? If It may not be for you. It may not be uh, what you like. 
But man, as long as it's pure heart, man, and the Lord like it, that's all that matters. You got a thousand dollar production, live streaming of millions of Spotify views, and it'd be full of pride. And the Lord here, and he like, that's garbage. And then somebody could be straight up out of any garage band making this stuff. And then, Lord, I love you. I love you today. Lord, you want to make a way and I pray. And the Lord be like, hey, that's my jam because it's just pure heart where it's coming from. You know what I mean? And we judge the art because we are friends with listeners. So we are listening to it for the art. Man, but the Lord here, the heart, man, he the only one that see the heart. So I just say, CHH, run your race. You know what I'm saying? Just run, do you. And, you know, let, let the seed fall where it is, man. We don't have to increase to it, no way. You know? All right. Um, on, on the music level, just to ask this, out of everything you've made, the whole caboodle, what's your favorite song? W- one track, my guy. One track. What's your favorite one? One, one track, sir. Yeah. Out of everything. And I know you've made like 80, 100 songs, but so, like, what you got? What's your favorite one? Man, yo. Yo, so so I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it's a it's a classic. And I'll say this, it's in 2012, 2012, I dropped a record called YGLT. That joint is 12 years old. It still go crazy, bro. I can do that joint today and still rap rock. I mean, I won BT Apollo Live when they came to Charlotte. I won BT Apollo Live with that record. It's called YGLT featuring my boy Mega Sloss. The energy is just crazy on that record. Shoot, super dope live, you know what I'm saying? And uh, yeah, I guess that would be that would be the one. There's so many records though, bro. What, what's YGLT stand for? You gonna learn today. Yeah. <laughs> you gonna learn today, you know what I'm saying? Yo, like funny story is the day that I was dropping the single to release it, the next day, Kevin Hart was coming to to do an autograph signing for like some some uh, DVD he was doing his first DVD. So he came to Walmart in Charlotte. But I found that joint out. Me and Glasses were like first in line at eight a.m. to get him to sign a YGLT CD. And then he was like, "Yo, you don't know about cut right? You gonna learn today? That's why he is. You boy came my heart. You better learn today with cut right." <laughs> and then that's it. Yep. And he signed it, and I got it somewhere in my house. The Kevin Hart signed. YGLT, DVD, and CD. I gave him one, too. That was dope. Um, you've also started a clothing line. How's that going? You still doing it? Yeah, so stay faithful, clothing line. I'm, I'm trying to stay faithful. You got, a, you got a poster of it right behind your head. Yep, that's right, man. You see man, Jesus flying on the Nimbus, bro. You know what I'm saying? Stay faithful. You know what I'm saying? Because he comes back on the cloud, bro. You know what I'm saying? They're like, oh, seven, Jesus on the Nimbus? Nah, bro, that's that Acts 1 9. But yeah, he, he said he coming back on the cloud. You know what I mean? So that's, that's how he doing, bro. So yeah, man, um, stay faithful clothing. Um, and we're, you know, Christian pop culture clothing line. So I actually, man, I've said, I've, it's just live, but I got to do more with it, bro, honestly, because. I, I get orders. I'd be surprised when I get orders. I don't really push it a whole lot because I've been doing so much other stuff all the time. And I feel like I need, I just need like two heads. I need to schedule, schedule stuff better. You know what I'm saying? Like right now I'm doing editing for videos at my church uh, on Tuesdays. I'm doing the raps of the live on Mondays. We got prayer on Wednesdays. Thursday and Fridays, I'm always doing like editing some music and recording and everything else. Saturday, my wife is a nurse, so she works at night. If she at home, when I get off work, I'm trying to do dinner with her and 
listen to how they went, you know, just to spend her husband's time. And, and so it's like, I, I need to, I need to make a list. If I don't have a list, I just be everywhere. So I need to make a list. I'm, I'm good at, at knocking stuff off on a list, but if it ain't on the list, then they just be like, yo, it'd be all over the place. I like, I, I have a, like I, all my books are on Amazon, but I have a store like with square and like, I legit never push it. Like, unless I got some special stick or something, I don't push it. And I literally be like, if I get an order, I'm like, no, I gotta, I gotta fulfill this thing. And it's like, I don't know the last time I updated it. I probably don't got the shirt they ordered. Like <laughs> I'm for it. Like I've been carrying the same shirts or I've been carrying like two or three of the same shirts for a decade. Like, and like I, there's a, um, a doctor who shirt, a bat and a Batman shirt that I've been carrying since 2014. Mm. And I just redid the Batman shirt and like, I'm legit about to stop doing shirts in general. Cause I'm just, I don't feel like dealing with it anymore. Uh, like, and cause it's heavy, it's inventory, it's all that jazz, but, uh, like realistically, it's hard to do the parts of your art, your ministry, your work that you don't care about. Like when there's other stuff going on and it's just like you, you make some dope designs and you have, you create some dope stuff. But if that ain't your industry that you're focused on, it's really hard to actually. <laughs> Bro, like, and the thing is, it'd be, it be it's wild because like you look at, there's so many people who be like, yeah, listen, this is my t-shirt brand. This is be like, Jesus love jello. And then they got like sell mad goods and just be playing letters and say, Jesus love jello. And they'd be like, yo, that's right. Cause when life is shaking, Jesus, you know what I'm saying? And they be like, yo, and that be they and that be the shirt and they sell like a thousand a month. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, okay, well let me try to go. I'm a Christian nerd. Let me try to you know market to the nerds and you, you know what's going on this that, and that dirt. And you know, I've sold this uh, last year I sold four shirts. I sold four four shirts, you know what I'm saying? I was like, word. And then the crazy thing, I'm I'm doing Shopify. So because I'm doing Shopify, I'm paying them thirty dollars a month to sell four shirts. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, but the thing is, that's on me because I'm not maximizing the time that I've had to push and make ads for the shirts or sending them out or doing stuff like that. I'm saying, me, I feel like I'm going to be all the way 100. I'm going to be all the way honest here. So, because I'm I'm a bigger guy and I've been sort of confidence always gotten bigger over the past 365 or 10 40 and all this the stuff like when I wear my clothes, I'm like, yo, I said, I like how you make them. I'm like, man, I want to be big dude model hooping by the big dude by eye. You know what I'm saying? So then that stopped me from wearing my shorts and doing model type stuff or shooting modeling because who else gonna come buy the model? It, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Unless I just would buy the shirts for my friends and say, hey, you know, to do a shirt, or my friend buy the shirt and then I just model the shirt, whatever you know, the case would be. But that kind of like made me stop, um, stop pursuing it. As a matter of fact, what's happening? I did not uh, make that the uh, the All Might joint food to a shadow All Might. Nice. Yeah, you gave it up to me. You know what I'm saying? It, so, you, you did too, and I, I've never used it just because, like, I like I got making <laughs> shirts. Yeah, bro, and then but and then so. I think she, the thing was for me was I planned on every year I planned on making a Stay Faithful album to relaunch. And the thing is, I got too many ideas for the shirts. And there's people that say, like, for instance, I'm going to say this, I'm going to put this out there and they never have it. Right? 
So I had I had a Father's Day shirt, but it was gonna be like all oh, I was gonna get an artist to draw like Father's Day, but it was gonna be like it was gonna have Carl Winslow and Robocop. <laughs> it was gonna have uh, uh Philip Banks and Judge Dre. It was gonna have Bob Saget and Superman. You know what I'm saying? It was gonna, and it was gonna have pops from the names and blades. It was like, and then each, I was gonna release an individual, like individual character on the shirt, and then release one group joint and call it like Father's Day. Like, so it was gonna be like really dope. And then I was like, yo, this is a really dope idea, but it's random. I like it. People may like it, but were they lack it enough to invest? So me investing in the artists to draw this and the potential may not go nowhere is like, Right, you know what I'm saying? So that's it's like having all these ideas or phrases or terminology or designs. I, I got some of the stuff that I designed. It's like when you put too much out there, what I've learned from the shirt vendors and people online is like, you know, listen, they do one thing, do one thing for a long time and grow that one thing. Google just had to empty it. And then they did the spelling. You know what I'm saying? Reebok had that. And Nike just had to check in different colors and all of that stuff. So all these big brands. Like even what's a joint is a joint called Worship. It's a W R S H P, whatever they joint. That's on that hat. And it's, it'd be just the simple thing, simple brand, and they keep that going in different colors and different in itself. My problem is because I'm a creative, I'm always creating. So I'm like, that one thing, okay, it's a week. It's over. Let's do something else. Let's put something else out. Me? Let, let me throw it at you too, man, because especially I really like. You like what you've done with your designs and stuff. You know, I know that like you have to hire art sometimes and everything. One thing that might be a good way to test the waters or to at least get more stuff out there is for whatever design you're doing for shirts, order stickers instead. Um, because what happens is Instagram really pops when people show the sticker design. And then you just say, this one's available for these dates. People see an exclusive to it and they jump on it. But like half the time I'll be, I'll see something cute on Instagram and just think it's a picture. Oh, it's a sticker. And like, I've had certain stickers that'll just sell out. Cause I started doing a lot more stickers over the last few years. And like, that becomes one of my biggest things. It's like, a I there was a, cause listen, shirts are expensive. And, and when you make good quality shirts, they're really expensive. Um, cause I mean, your stuff's always dope, like in terms of quality, but like most people for starting out with an artist are less likely to invest 30, $40 in a, a fresh shirt. But if you got stickers that are uh, $3 or two for five, they're like, Oh, that's a bargain. And if you only pay 25 cents for that sticker, that's money. You'll make more profit selling Stickers and small because listen, if you had Jesus on a Nimbus sticker, bro, listen, I was just saying and listen, bro. I just I just do the post up at the at the comic guy. Let me know pulling up with some, with some shirts and some stickers. You gotta make it, Mister Mister Resurgence, bro. Out here, you know what I'm saying. I just I just really just gotta gotta get out there. And it's a lot of like I like my time be ate up so much because I don't plan. And plus, you know, outside of just the music stuff. Now, like, show me the church and your wife on a double date, and my mom visited her parents with so much. Listen, you know what I'm saying? Life. That's what Paul said it's better to be single. I wish that you were single like me. You could just go to the movies at nine o'clock by yourself. Nobody be asking where you at. You know, I'm just watching Aquaman, and they wish I wasn't watching Aquaman. I wish I wasn't watching Aquaman. I think I'm too bad, bro. It was. 
It was. Um, so just ask this, and I, I'm not asking you to throw shade on anybody. I'm just asking for your musical opinion. Okay. Two things. Let, let's go secular and let's go hip hop and Christian hip hop. Okay. Who's the most underrated artist in CHH and the most underrated artist in regular hip hop? So the most underrated artist in CHH is me. Me. You know what I'm saying? you going to think I'm going to say? Me. Nah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, nah, bro. I mean, there's still so many to pick from, man, my bro. I mean, not only just all my team, my bro, shows, my dude, names, it's crazy. Um, I think there's a lot of people who are starting to, are starting to get, like, uh, green light, like my bro, CC4 Cortona, he has the whole pretty CHA movement, that's if you like some of the hardcore type of movie we grew up on that. He does that, and he has a super gravity voice. He sounds like he's following dynamite and rap. You know what I mean? I'm a bro Mr. Rell. He has his own joint. He's really super good. There's a lot of cats um, that are starting to come up who were kind of undergroundish that they're starting because they found their tribe. And so, you know, starting to go and develop. And as far as cats that are unknown, I'll tell you what, there's a brother named Q. You need to uh, try to invite Q on. It's QEW. He makes rhymes about uh, a common writer, you know what I'm saying? And Pokemon, his whole, his whole album, I think his album we got out right now, he had a video that's about to drop. It's about being a Pokemon trainer. I think it's super dope, bro. Like, Q and his voice is so unique. His style of having is so unique. Q is one that's super phenomenal, bro. You know what I'm saying? We're plugging to. And he's really dope out. And plus, he, he's really humble, man. He's really humble. Really great guy. Um, and he's a big nerd. So, you know what I mean? That's it, bro. You know? That mass writer. Like, no, it's not mass writer. It's common writer. I was like, oh, I'm sorry, bro. I ain't know. I, I, was not, I wasn't watching the subtitles. I was over here in America watching a bug man ride a motorcycle in a, in a Power Ranger outfit. He's not Power Ranger. You know what I'm saying? So Q is real dope. As far as regular hip hop, what I'm going to say is going to upset my people. I don't care. It's my people. Joe Button. That's it. I know he retired. But if you listen to a lot of what Joe did, Joe, before there was streaming, he was like, he was the king of the internet. You know what I'm saying? Joe Button. Yeah, Joe Button, TV.com. And it was a whole forum, a whole community. Cats on online battles. He was um, first one put mixtapes online before that period. And all that stuff started popping up. Joe was the forerunner and all of that. And then a lot of people only know Pump It Up. But if you go to all that, I love his new music, mixtape. A lot of content, like on the mixtapes and stuff, he was he was a different brother. You know what I mean? He was really transparent. Plus, I, I really liked him. I really loved him because he was always himself. You got when Joe was good, he was good. When he was bad, he was bad. I mean, the whole emotional rap thing that he got. Uh, he was first to pull his heart just be for real. His baby mother left him. He's having problems with his younger son, whatever. He was all out there. That's the reason why he was Drake's favorite rapper before he did Drake. He was Drake's favorite rapper for like for years. Him and Fonte, little brother. Little, you don't know who little brother is. Look up little brother. Uh, uh, made a little watch to drop like two years two ago. Crazy album. You know what I mean? If you love hip hop, lyricism, top nut, little brother. So yeah, man. But button always top five dead or alive. I have arguments to the death. Well, well, you know, you you know what? Never mind. Scratch that because he was telling D1 screw you with that Christian noise. So never mind. 
It's Fonte and Little Brother. <laughs> That's the news. Fonte and Little Brother. The second reunion. Khalid Kwali. Who we gonna go? We everybody. All right. Now you you can you can tread as light as you want with this. I'm gonna ask you to throw shade. Who's the most overrated in both categories? I would say so. I would say so for CHH. I would say overrated. It's, it's I'll say that it's um uh, it's not for me or style that I had to grow to understand. Um, well, because everything ain't for you, like I said. So it took me. Uh, should I say this? I'm just to the heart. Yeah, so I'm gonna tell you this. For a while, I had um man. So for a while, me and if you don't want to say it, don't say it. Yeah, I just <laughs> <I'm gonna> say <laughs> it now. Now, pull up on Now, uh, but yeah, man, you know it's just certain and teaching that certain people with styles, uh, style wise. Or like, so I'm gonna be honest. Because I'm a rapper, rapper like I love laces and bars, double entendre, super rhyme scheme, uh, just this syntax, all of that. I love it all. You see, so when I hear somebody and they're just really sloppy with the rhymes, or they just not rhyming at all, they're not like a lot of the style today is that they're not rhyming. They don't rhyme on purpose, or the auto tune is out of tune on purpose, and that's the style. It drives me nuts. You know what I'm saying? It drive me nuts, but it ain't for me. It's for the younger people, I guess. They are them not, I guess it is. You know what I'm saying? Because it's them making it, but it is. So yeah, that. But um, as far as as far as um, uh, as far as secondly, I mean, I don't really listen, bro. I don't really like really. I just listen to beats all day, bro. I mean, a lot to you. I listen to beats all day. But I will say this. I know I, I may I may get a lot of shade for this. But I feel like Eminem over the past few years, like brother, his writing ability as as launch is still like top tier. The double, I mean, he put multis on top of multis and everything. But I feel like it's just so tiresome because he's over. He's like he's overdoing it just for the president to say, hey, "See, look at me, look at me. I can see I'm tier. Eminem, I'm tier." Like bro, like your pen is top tier. Top three of all time. I, I'm straight up giving you up saying which order is never going to be no order. I'm never going to say no order. You know what I'm saying? Top three of all time. Eminem and with the penmanship, lyricism, uh, and impact on the culture, all of that. You know what I'm saying? Without without M, you know what I'm saying? There's no research in the Drake, no research in really the I that was on the West Coast probably wouldn't have been here because Eminem revived Interscope Records as soon as he came out in Drake and everybody was rocking with him. So, that whole thing would be no, no kindred, no none of that would have never happened. It wasn't for Eminem and the researchers of what he brought to Interscope Records through Dre and all the other stuff like that. And that's what we always salute to the impact that he did on the culture. But today, the penmanship is he, he tried too hard, man. I mean, he tried too hard. There don't need to be too hard. You don't have to prove nothing. Uh, you just went quadruple, quadruple, platinum, triple. I mean, you went Sicilian. They didn't even know no metal. Man, you you went. A culture, you know what I mean? You, you pizza dough, like he's that. vibranium. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, dang on, yeah. So I'm saying, man, he's not in the pool. And I feel like he's he trying to prove. Then he reverts back to dissing pop stars and old people who ain't talk talk about him in 14 years. Like we just dropped the disc. It's in Benzino, and I was like, bro, why? That, why? 
why, bro? There's nothing, there's nothing in there was so corny. You know what I'm saying? It was like, why, why, why are you doing this, bro? There's no reason for it. You know what I mean? But we are grown, so grown people do what grown people do. Last question, and this is this is it. We'll be bouncing. Um, what did you feel about Andre 3000's statement about Man. about like what's a forty year old going to rap about? You know, like how'd you feel about that? So I feel like I, I just turned forty, bro. So I'm new to the game. You know what I'm saying, but the thing is, there's a lot of forty year olds rap about getting out the bed. Your back hurt. You know what I'm saying? You got prostate check. Oh, you know, there's a lot of stuff to rap about. You know what I mean? But just life in general. I feel like that Andre was speaking about him because he don't do nothing. He's a millionaire. He don't have no struggles to rap about. He don't have nothing. He just artistically created me. I went to the Bahamas and I, I played with a, with a tiger tail. You know what I'm saying, bro? You, you're doing nothing. So you have nothing to rap about at 40 because you do nothing at 40. I feel like there's so many people out there in the everyday struggle who still... Got so much to that's why Nas look Nas is out there, Nas is in the business world, Nas is still in the community, Nas is still in the culture, Nas is in his fifties. And he, he he won a Grammy like last year for the project. He putting out two projects a year. He's rapping about what's going on in the community, still rapping about you know what I'm saying? all this stuff, rapping about himself, his business ventures, African history, different all kind of stuff. So there's stuff to rap about at forty, at fifty. At 60, I don't know at 60, but we got some TikTok. You know them two guys from, from Britain? You know what I'm saying? Yo, they kill them, bro. I'm like, who they ghostwriters? If they write in that joint, they, 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 that joint fire. They grandsons putting them on. You know what I mean? They grandsons putting them on. So I feel like that you're, you're never too old to create art. You know what I'm saying? Now, if you're out there trying to rap like how Remy Lott, you know, uh, I'm talking about I'm still shooting people and robbing people, you know, you, you, you 50, you 45, 50 dog roll up with the strap, right? Still doing drive-bys and nah, you know what I'm That's the same thing with Eminem, the same argument, bro. You, you still dissing your mom, bro. Because like, I thought y'all healed that. What's going on, bro? Kids. I think he's buried the beef with his mom. He's done an apology song. Yeah, um, man, but you know what I'm saying? But it's still, it's like, yo, you know, the growth. It's the growth. Must be growth. So what Andre Dollar basically said is, I haven't grown. There's nothing to grow to. I haven't grown. There's nothing for me to rap. Because he rapped on the Killer Mike joint, and everything he rapped on the Killer Mike joint was stuff that's going on today, and everything else. He could have gave it more of that. You know what I'm saying? He, he killed the Killer Mike right You know what I mean? To say you have nothing to, to say is to say you're not growing. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's it. Button statement right there. Put that on the T-shirt. All right. <laughs> If you got if you got one thing to say to anybody in an audience, what's the one thing you want to leave people with? Hey, listen, I want to leave see I'm talking. I want to leave this. Yo, look, right? Nobody dictates when your season is over except for you. Nobody dictates when your season starts except for you. Put in the work, put in the effort. Say the only time that you're on is your time. In God's time, you know what I mean? When he says it's over, it's over. But it ain't over till he says it's over. So, and this season right now, belong to you. Be encouraged. Step on with faith. There's a trophy waiting for you on the other side. You just got to take them hits and keep going, you know what I mean? Where can people find your stuff at? Where should people go to look for you? Yeah, uh, Cut Right, C-U-T-R-I-G-H-T. Uh, Spotify, iTunes, uh, KFC, Popeye, Chick-fil-A. Uh, the Chinese spot next to the food line, you know, there. 
Listen, there's no better place for Chinese food than the spot next to a food line. Well, listen, I found a food line that didn't have a Chinese spot next to it. I thought I was in the Twilight Zone. All right, man. Thank you for taking the time to hang out with me. I look forward to us actually getting together sometime soon. Need to put you up at a spot for a con. Um, need to make something happen. By the way, there's a con in Charlotte Saturday. I'm popping over to go see it. Oh, um, word? At the Grady Cole Center. Five dollars, bro. Oh, man. Yo, that's right, man. Five million, man. I might, might got to hit the wife up. Yo, last time I, I took her to a condo, there was a, uh, a Howard Christian, a Harry Christian here. And my wife thought she was doing the Avatar cosplay. And so she was like, you're the Avatar. She was like, no. Oh, bro. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> Where, bro? Man, thank you for taking time to join with me. Uh, thank y'all for listening. Make sure you check out Cut Right stuff. Um, it's all over there. It's look up Just His League. Look up Cut Right. Look up Chicken and Dumplings. Look up uh, Marvel Us. Um, yeah, just for trophy season. Trophy Be season. Look for third cousin, I single. Thankful is out right now. It's three R D C Z N. It's not third season. It's third cousin. Single. Thankful out. It's a real grown vibe. It's real dope. You know what I mean? And, you know, just being thankful, bro. Look, yo, I got a house during the pandemic and didn't even put a thousand dollars down, bro. What? I'm thankful, man. A little two story with a, with a third of an acre. And, uh, what this joint is 2,700 feet wide, whatever square footage on this two car garage. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. 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 You know, the Lord, he, he blessed me beyond blessed. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm, I'm thankful, man. I'm thankful for brothers like you, bro. You know, I hear it said big beard bro bossing. I'm 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 a coin that I don't even know what I'm I I'm gonna get I'm gonna get it's gonna get tatted on my chest right there. Right there, right here. Yes, that's right there. Um Thank y'all for taking time to listen and watch. Uh, remember, you can check out more podcasts at Love Thy Nerd, and you can find the other episodes of this podcast at lovethynerd.com slash faith and fandom. Thank y'all for taking time to listen. Y'all have a great day. <laughs>